The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, July 31st edition. Hope everybody had a good weekend and is ready to, to kick off the stretch run as we finish up July, head into August with a nice little eight-game slate to attack. Uh, pitching is at a premium, and weather not too bad, it looks like. So let's get into it right now. Their normal check at the weather. And uh, we got nice and kind of warm and humid in Philadelphia, but that's a day game. Don't worry about that. Royals, Orioles, warm, humid, good hitting conditions as always, or as of late in that ballpark. Same in the Bronx between the Tigers and the Yankees. Um, Texas, as usual, great hitting environment. Other than that, not too much. Wind blowing out to right field in Oakland. Looks like we're going to be nice and clear again today, which is very very nice. Let's take a look at the totals on the slate. Royals, Orioles, 10. Wow. Thank you, Ibaldo, I guess. Tigers, Yankees, 8.5. Nationals, Marlins, 9. Then we've got Indians, Red Sox, 10.5. Mariners, Rangers, 10.5. Rays, Astros, 9. Jays, White Sox, 10.5. Giants, A's, 9.5. Those totals right there. We have an 8.5, two nines, a 10, three 10.5s, and a 9.5. If you don't understand why pitching's at a premium by now, there you have it. So let's get into that pitching. Let's break it down. We got four guys over 10K, and there's three that I'm targeting. I'm just going to say it right now. Gio Gonzalez at 11-2, as good as he's pitched. His ceiling's like 23, 24, maybe 25 points. I don't know if he's gone over 30 more than maybe once this year. So it's very rare. He's usually floating around that 25 range. only averages 20 points a game. I can't pay that price tag for him. I either pay it for the two guys above him or I save 600 on Chucky. But let's get at Luis Severino, 11-9 at home against the Detroit Tigers. Severino has been absolutely awesome. 34.8 points his last start. One, two, three, four. Four straight starts of 22 or more. Strikeouts have been there. Six Ks or more in those four starts. Severino. Um, has, has struck out uh, as a K rate of 9.44 or higher K per nine in every month this year. And he's been extremely effective uh, against right-handed batters. 
uh, a 30.1% strikeout rate, 56.7% ground ball rate, and a, a low hard hit rate against righties. And you're facing the Tigers on Monday night, which is pretty much right-handed heavy, especially with Alex Avila getting traded to the Cubs. That deal should be final sometime Monday morning. At least the announcement, it seemed like it was final Sunday night. So we're just waiting for that to go through. After that, there's really nothing left-handed-wise to worry about. They might run out an Alex Presley. If Presley takes him deep, you tip your cap. This is a, a big, big uh, arm on the stage in the Bronx tonight. Severino at 11-9 is definitely a really, really good play in that matchup. Down below him at 11-7. High price tag for Sonny Gray, but he's in one of the better matchups, if not the best matchup on the evening slate. Facing the Giants in Oakland at Oco Coliseum. The only upgrade for the Giants is they get a DH, but, you know, really, is that an upgrade? Because... Their offense is that bad, and you're, uh, you got Sonny Gray, one, two, three, four, five, six straight starts of 20 or more DraftKings points. He has been outstanding. Two earned runs or less in all six. I don't know, hit four. I don't know, those are zero earned runs. So two earned runs or less in all of those starts. Uh, nine, six, five, five, four, seven strikeouts in those starts. Absolutely outstanding stuff from Sonny. The only thing I'm worried about is he is at the height of the trade rumors. And uh, the deadline is on Monday, but you'll know way in advance of the game if he's starting or not. He should because the dread the deadline is at four four thirty Pacific time, so right about lock time. So just keep your eye on that. Something to pay attention to when you're putting Sunny in your lineups. But he's in a great great matchup. The Giants only strike out about nineteen point four percent of the time, which is you know not ideal, but great ground ball rate. He's got a great K rate, and the Giants are just that bad. Team total 4-4-3, lefties 300, righties 336 off gray. But, you know, the Giants, horrific 291 Woba and an even worse 129 ISO. First right-handed pitching, not much more to say there. Gray is in a phenomenal spot in that one. And the third guy over 10,000 is my top guy in this range, value-wise and strikeout upside alone. Charlie Morton, 10,600. At home against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, I say it all the time. Tampa's got that upside to go big time. But Char uh, Charlie Morton, the strikeouts have been nuts. 9, 5, and 10 in his last three. At a 34.2 points at Philadelphia. 7 against 3 hits nowhere. 9 Ks. The ground ball, the fly ball's been better of late. Um, when you look at his matchup, Tampa Bay's second lowest team total in the Detroit at 419. Lefty's only hitting 271. And we know when it comes to Tampa Bay, they, they, they love their lefties. They just traded for Duda. You have Lomo. You have Dickerson. Brad Miller. There's four. Um, go around the diamonds some more. Malik Smith makes five. So, outside of that, you have like Beckham at short. Longo at third. Ramos catching. And Souza Jr. Now, there's some power there. No doubt. Righties do hit um, a very nice 347. And we know that the, the Rays have power. But what the Rays also have is extreme, extreme strikeout stuff. Striking out 24.9% of the time versus right-handed <clears throat> pitching. And you have Morton striking out 26.1% plus a almost 51% ground ball rate. Lots and lots to like there with Chucky. Also, um, if Trevor Plouffe's talking about cracks the lineup, he strikes out a ton as well. But Miller striking out 27% of the time versus righties and Lucas Duda 22.2%. Things lining up very nice for Charlie Morton and he saved... Uh, 1300 on Severino and 1100 on Sonny Gray. And also, 
if you can make it work with bats, which you kind of can. I, I did it. I tinkered with it last evening. You can do like a Severino Morton or a Gray Morton and still be pretty pretty happy with your bats, and you have tremendous tremendous talent on the mound for you in those matchups. So up top, I got uh, Gray number one, Severino number two, or Morton number one, Severino number two, Gray number three. Let's dip below the ten thousand dollar range, and now we have to gamble. Below 10K, there's definite upside, but definite risk in these matchups. So you pick your poison. I'll point you to the ones I'm looking at and built last night. And we're kicking it off with Danny Duffy. 8900 bucks at Baltimore. Scary hitting environment. Scary team. Duffy's been pretty good since his return from the DL. 20.1. Got hit. That was at Detroit. At home against Detroit. 9.9. But then 21.8. 20.2. 16. So there's his five starts since returning, 16 or more in four of those five, 20 or more in three of those five. It's at Detroit, home versus Detroit, home versus Texas, at the Dodgers, at the Mariners. In those starts, we're looking at 4-9, in the strikeout department. Um, a lot to like here. In the last 30 days, Duffy's 17th best on the barrel FIP, which is really good because remember before, the, before he went on the DL, things were, were getting a little shaky with Duffy. He's getting barreled 2.36% of the time, striking out about 20%. And he's only walking 3.15% in those 30 days, which is really, really good stuff from Duffy. And why he's a decent risk versus Baltimore. We know that power upside. You got Machado. Scope is just insane right now. Adam Jones, yada, yada, yada. They strike out 24.4% of the time versus left-handed pitching. That's big. The hard contact's been low. Swinging strike rate from Duffy's up to 11.4%. Home run to fly ball is only 5.8%. It's risky. You got a 4.85 total, but a lot of these team totals are going to be kind of inflated due to the overall totals. Um, another thing to like about Duffy, lefty's hitting only 209. Now, that's only like Chris Davis, and they might not even run another lefty out there tonight, so that's something to keep in mind. It's not as good, but it's still solid, 209. Righty's 326, which is good, but a Wobe of only 309, which is almost below average. And an ISO of 163, that's not bad. So when you look at Baltimore, it's boom or bust. They're going to go deep. Like even in Texas yesterday, two three-run homers was the big, you know, big heavy blows. They got a couple other little rallies going, but nothing real crazy. Um, by no means, like none of these plays down here are, are safe. But Duffy does bring back great strikeout upside, and that's what we're looking for. Especially on a slate with very sketchy pitching where you know there's going to be some runs scored. Even if he was up, you look at a start, um, let me pull up his game log again. Uh, four starts back at the Dodgers. He went seven innings, six hits, five earned runs, three home runs, but he struck out nine, still got you 20.2 points. So on a night, like I say, when you, when you know there's going to be runs scored, the advantage of getting those strikeouts is even higher than normal because. If a guy like Duffy at 89 can get you 20-plus points, you match him up with like one of the top three that can get you 25-plus, well, you're already way, way ahead of the game. So that's why I'm looking at Duffy at 89. Risk-reward, and the reward's higher than most on the bottom part here. Uh, now we get risky-er with Cole Hamels, 8,400 at home against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Cole, 14.1 points his last time out. Got beat up at Baltimore. Uh, and then his home start prior to that, it's the Angels 30.9. He's been pretty good this year, especially at home, where his uh, ERA is only 288, 17.5 points per game. But the problem with Cole, we got a couple things to worry about. Seattle has some heavy right-handed thump <clears throat> with, like, Cruz, 
who loves hitting changeups, and that's what Cole loves to throw. You got um, you got Segura. We got Zavina with some power from the right side. Cano can hit lefties just fine. There's there's more to be worried about with Seattle, but they do have it, and they have a team total of five one six, fourth highest on the slate. Lefties hitting two sixty two, righties three fifteen, but Seattle does have a, a barely average wOBA of three fourteen and an average ISO of one forty. So it's pick your poison. Scary part is it's an insanely bad hitting environment. I mentioned how Hamels, his strikeout rate is just not good either. It's um, it's a 14.4% K rate, and Seattle only strikes out 19.3% of the time. Giving up a lot of hard contact, but ground ball's better. Things have been better of late since his return from the DL about a month ago or so. But it's still a very scary environment against a team with some thump. An inconsistent team, so that's why it's a GPP option. But it's almost like I'd pay up for, for Duffy for the strikeout upside, or I'd go down to somebody else. But I did want to mention Cole as an option, GPP-wise especially, because nobody's really going to want to play anybody in that Texas matchup. So you'll have that upside there. Last but not least in this range, Michael Fulmer, 8,100 at the New York Yankees. Remember, if you've been listening long enough, I can't get Fulmer right. I never can. Uh, he pitched really well his last time out, 19.2 at home against Kansas City. On the road against KC, minus 5.4. At home against Toronto, 24-2. At Cleveland, 10-7. Giants, 22-4. But then it was, a, it was a string of 20s after that. So he's been really, really good this year. Averaging 17.1 on the season. Home and away, he's actually got... He's better at 292 area to 369 road versus home. Strikeouts are about even. 18.2 points on average on the road. This is the Yankees. Let's preface that right out the gate. This is your New York Yankees. But they do strike out 22.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Fulmer's not a big K guy. That's one of the problems I always have with them, a 17.5%. But a 50% ground ball rate, a hard contact of only 29%, and a home run to fly ball of only 7.4% are really sneaky good. Yankees team total of 471s in the bottom half. Lefties 276, righties 279. Now we know the Yankees have insane power against both sides of the plate, righties or lefties. But they, you know... I keep telling people they have not been blowing up like they were in the first half, especially late in the first half. In the second half, they've been quiet. They'll have their moments. There's no sugarcoat in that because the lineup is that good. But as a whole, the Yankees aren't lighting the world on fire. And 8100 bucks. Oh, sorry. Um, so at 8100 bucks, you're looking at. Um, I'd say I'd rather have him over Hamels just for a little more K upside. Actually, quite a bit more. And. Um, a team in a, a different environment. Yankee Stadium is still very scary. And the Yankees team is much more scary than Seattle. So it's risk reward. It's whichever gamble you want to make. So in this range, I'd go uh, just because of price point of $800 cheaper, Fulmer. But I like Duffy a, a lot in this range. So Fulmer, Duffy, like a 1A, 1B, and then you got Hamels. Now dropping down below that, it gets extremely, extremely risky. Um, you're more GPP plates, or let's switch it this way. Your quote-unquote safer of the two, which is not safe by any means because he's pitching in Boston against the Red Sox, is Mike Clevenger at 7800 bucks. Really bad start his last time out. That'll scare a lot of people away. But prior to his five earned runs against the Angels, it was zero earned at the Giants, zero earned at home against Detroit, zero earned or one earned at Detroit, one earned against Texas, two Baltimore, one Minnesota, have been very good, 13-2, 12-1, 27.1, 25-3, 22-5, 24-5. Those were the, the points in those starts. Really, really good stuff. Um, on the road, he's actually been better than at home. 13.3 points at home with a 4.41 ERA. On the road, 19.9 with a 2.15 ERA. 
41 Ks and 37 and two-thirds innings pitched. Like most young arms that we worry about, it is the walks that scare you with Clevenger. He's walking 12.2%, but he's also striking out 27.2. Hard contact, I mean, a swinging strike rate at 13.4%, which is crazy. Now the problem. Boston does not light the world on fire at the plate. Really, really bad as a whole, but they only strike out 19.3% of the time. The reason why I love this play um, is the K upside is there just because he strikes out a ton of guys. Plus, no one's going to use him, and you need a lower arm in this matchup. Boston just hasn't been that good. Um, where was the stat I had up here? Oh, um, Clevenger in the last 70 innings. Third lowest uh, amount of contact at 68.8% hard contact rate, only behind Kluber and Chris Sale. Uh, Red Sox have one of the best hard contact rates in baseball. But like I said, they are struggling. In the last 30 days, they have the 29th worst Woba of 284, 29th worst ISO of 120, and dead last in WRC Plus at 69, against, which is nice, against right-handed pitching. So they've been very, very bad. And in those 30 days, a 21.5% strikeout rate, which is up uh, compared to the like 19 total that we were talking about. So we know Clevenger. He's had a few blow-ups. He had one his last start out. As a whole, been extremely, extremely good and very, very viable. And at 7800 bucks on a slate, especially with no, no lower-end talent, he's a very sneaky, nice option in this lower range. The other guy I'll be looking at, and no one's going to want to touch him, but he's been really, really good. He's pitching at the juggernaut known as the Houston Astros in Minute Maid Park. It's Alex Cobb of the Tampa Bay Rays, $7,300. He's been really sneaky good. 26-8, 17-21-9, 25-5 in his last four starts. Um, He had one start against the Astros, six innings, nine hits, four earned, seven Ks for 13.5. He's been much better at home than on the road. There's no sugarcoating that. This is a... Risky GPP player. Um, the Astros only strike out 17.4% of the Cobb. The times Cobb's only striking out 16%. Last 30 days, he's 16th worst on the barrel. FIP, even though he's putting up those fantastic numbers. Um, he's getting barrels all 6.6% of the time, striking out only 146 So, yes, very scary. No doubt. Houston's team total, though, it's middle of the pack at 4 one It's just, it's .1. It's a tenth of a point. Higher than Michael Fulmer against the Yankees. And most people be like, oh, I'll use Fulmer. And it's .04 below Danny Duffy against the Orioles. And you're saving three hundred or saving 800 on Fulmer and 1600 on Duffy. Lefties do hit 333. Righties 304 versus Cobb. It's it's very, very risky. It's the Houston Astros and Houston. We'd love it if it was in Minute Maid Park. Um, it just makes for a very intriguing GPP play down low to help you get bats if you need them. So he's on my radar, definitely on my radar, and um, I like him tonight. So down below, I got Clevenger, then Cobb, uh, and, that, and those matchups. Recap your pitching. Son, uh, Morton up top, Severino, Gray, that's your top. Um, really good. All those are great options. If Gray doesn't get traded, really good option there against the Giants. Uh, in the middle, you know, Fulmer and Duffy, 1A, 1B, and then Hamels, then down below, Clevenger, and then Cobb. So, um you know, it's not great pitching. It's just more risky pitching. If these guys pitch well, you're going to be so far out of the curb. At the same time, you wouldn't be surprised if they got shocked. So um, it's like it's almost like you want to do the, the two high-priced guys together and take some more value bats, get that luxury there. 
or you almost want to just say screw the uh, high price guys and load up on bats or there's or take one high and then one of the really lows like a Cobb or a Clevenger different ways to approach this slate like always but um you're just, you just you can't be surprised you never can be but really on this slate the pitching a lot of it's very very volatile especially below the five digit range now let's take a look at the bats as always. Um, Gary Sanchez had a pretty pretty decent weekend. I just can't pay almost 5000 I don't care if he even goes yard. If I'm paying that kind of price tag, I'm going to a different position. He's been very good, but not happening in this matchup. Um, you go down a little farther, though. you got, like I mentioned, lefties against Cobb. Brian McCann at 39 in that ballpark. If you're fading, Cobb has some very nice upside for you there. Toronto Blue Jays. Very much in play against big game James Shields. We prefer lefties, no doubt about that. We want lefties. Russell Martin's 36 if he's there. We'll get to a different lefty in that lineup. Hopefully he's making the start. Uh, Gio Gonzalez has given up insane hard contact to right. He's insane power versus right-handed bats. Other than that, he's been dodging them, weaving all year long. But JT Realmuto, 3,600. He does hit righties better than lefties, but still good power at a catcher's position against Gio at 36. Uh, Mike Zunino against Cole Hamels. Zunino is not going to be a, a major multi-hit guy pretty much ever. Just every down in a blue moon, he'll do it. Um, but as a whole, tremendous power, especially against left-handed pitching. 3,500 for Zunino. In that ballpark could be a nice play if people are not fading Hamels. Uh, Robinson Trinos hopefully becomes the everyday starter now that Jonathan Lucroy has been shipped to Colorado. Let's keep an eye on Trinos. King Felix, he was better. He's been better overall of late. Still not great at all. He's get, he still gets hit hard uh, in this environment. The the Rangers, you know, could be sneaky. They're very inconsistent themselves. But Torino's at thirty three hundred power ups at a catcher. You're not paying the top price is always a beautiful thing. Rangers do have the third highest total at five three four. Lefties three forty. Righties three fourteen against King Felix. I mentioned Toronto had another lefty catcher I liked. If Russell Martin is not in the lineup, he's been kind of floating around as Miggy Montero got both starts, I believe, over the weekend. Yeah, and he's been playing quite a bit since coming over to Toronto. His left-handed stick is in play. It's you know, it's all or nothing, but 3200 bucks against a guy like Big Game James in that ballpark. Tremendous upside with uh, Miguel Montero. Uh, it's, it's also tremendous potential at a zero, so just fire beware. When you get to um, Baltimore, if you aren't, where do you go? He's not up here. Oh, yeah. If you aren't using Duffy, you got Wellington Castillo at 36. He went deep yesterday. Or Caleb Joseph at 32. Both those catchers are in play versus Duffy. They both have really, really good power versus left-handed pitching. And we already mentioned lefty's 209, but righty's 326 off Duffy. That's the scary part about playing Baltimore. They are inconsistent. Their overall, you know, numbers barely average Wobo, like I said, but a pretty good ISO shows they do have a lot of power versus lefties. And uh, the catcher's position, if he can get a lower price dong like Caleb Joseph at 32, that has a very nice upside. He's been very good uh, as he's been getting a little more playing time, averaging 8.1 his last 10. Uh, he started on Saturday, went deep he's, uh, for 14 points. So there's upside with Caleb Joseph. Uh, interesting play there, never used. Go down some more, like Sandy Leon versus Clevenger at 32. If you're fading Clevenger, Leon's always a cheaper option with you know potential upside. We usually like him below 3K, 
but it's something to think about as Boston does have a five one three total, which is six best on the slate. But lefties two eighty four, righties three thirty, so reverse splits in that matchup. If it's not Leon Cle- uh, Vasquez at three K, is worth a look there. You got Matt Weeders at three K versus Urena. Um, one thing I really like about Jose Urena, the Nats do have a low total of four six two, which is intriguing. But lefty's 334, righty's 322. So Weeders always has that boomer bust, but 3K, um, if you don't want to pay up, that's a very nice starting point at $3,000. As you go down some more, um, I mentioned Wilson Ramos because you got those reverse splits with Charlie Morton at 29. If you want to go there in a good hitting environment, I can understand it. Uh, Bruce Maxwell versus Matt Cain. Matt Cain's just not good. Not good. He, every once in a while he puts one together, but eventually they leave him out too long. And he gets destroyed. A's have a 507 total. Yes, the Oakland A's have a 507 total. It's middle of the pack, a little above middle. Lefties are hitting 371. Righties 355. Everyone's going to look up to like Toronto and Cleveland and Texas and Seattle and yada yada yada. All rightfully so. Great matchups. But there's a lot of great matchups on the slate. We mentioned how bad the pitching is. Oakland's facing Matt Cain, and everyone says Oko Coliseum's not a hitter's yard, which is usually true. For the most part, it's true. The A's have hit really, really well there this year. They have a 318 Woba versus righties, which is really good, and an outstanding 194 ISO, which is near the top on the slate as a whole versus their starting pitching handedness. So Oakland, you know, you're gonna be able to this this is this is one of the teams where you're gonna be able to get some value here and there to help you build a, a higher priced pitching lineup. So something to keep in mind with them. But there's a lot of totals we'll get to later that Will surprise you. Some big teams that aren't near the top that uh, could be sneakier. But yeah, Maxwell at 27. He's got the power upside we're looking for. And as you go down below, much, much more bleak. You have to see lineups to see what value comes up there. Going over to first base, Edwin Encarnacion, 5,300 at the Boston Red Sox and uh, Doug Fister. Cleveland has a 537 total, second highest on the slate. Lefties at 405 off Fister, righties only 277. By no means am I saying Edwin is not in play, but the guy I'm looking to to save 500 bucks on from the Cleveland Indians is Carlos Santana at $4,800. The Indians are facing a Doug Fister who, since 2016, pitchers that have logged 100 innings or more against left-handed bats. You got Fister, Ubaldo, and James Shields. Hey, all on this slate. Surprise, surprise. With the highest Woba versed uh, lefties. Uh, you got Fister, 405 Woba, and a strike rate of only 13.4%. Home run per, uh, per night of 1.9. Shields is bad. Ubaldo's bad. That's why Santana at 4,800 over Edwin's really nice. Plus, now that he's not the everyday leadoff man, since Zimmer's been crushing it. He's averaged 11.6 his last 10 games. He put up a 0 yesterday within 15, 21, 14, 13, 0, 32, 9, 0, 12. There's three zeros in there, but there are 7 of 9 or more and 6 double digits. He's also going to really, really good bat at 4800 bucks. Um, there is definitely some upside there against Fister. Also, you got like Eric Hosmer, who I absolutely love. We used to get him at really, really nice value. Ubaldo is horrific versus lefties. Um, Royals have the fifth highest total of 515. Lefties 393, righties 318. Versus Ubaldo, a really good hitting environment in Baltimore, better than the normal uh, Kauffman Stadium. 
Hosmer, 13.8 points on average his last 10, 8 points yesterday. We remember we had that monstrous 49-pointer four games ago. <clears throat> He's very much in play at 5K. And then Justin Smoke, 4,900 against Big Game James. See, I just targeted your three pitchers that get crushed by lefties, just destroyed power-wise. Smoke's 4,900, averaging 10.2 his last 10. So if you want to save out of those three, go Santana. I go Santana, Hosmer, Smoke out of those three. All really intriguing matchups, but there's more that we like here. Don't sleep on it all just yet. As we go down the list, you got guys like uh, Yuli Gurriel at 4,400. We mentioned the Astros versus Cobb. They have a below middle of the price total of 481. Lefty's 333, righty's 304. Uh, I'm not trying to target Cobb, but it's, you never sleep on the Astros. Gurriel at 44 is in play. It's right really, really, really well. Uh, the White Sox is a sneaky value play. Uh, 496 total against Estrada. Estrada lefties 287, but righties 328. The lineup as a whole is really bad. But Jose Abreu at 42 has some power upside. He'll be overlooked, but Estrada has been hit, and um, he's not striking guys out. He's not doing a lot of anything, really. He's been okay. He's getting decent starts, but from a fantasy viewpoint, it's not worth much. That means he's giving up contact, and... Um, we got like a hard contact rate, about 30%. Uh, home run to fly ball at 12.1%. But what we love about him is ground ball rate's only 32.1%. Giving up a lot of fly balls. In that hitter's environment, you can run into one. So Obrey would be a, an extreme GPP play, but he's, he's sneaky and worth keeping in mind. Now, a, a guy, if you're saving, and this guy fits into those saving lineups with the big-priced arms with tremendous upside. I'm talking... Kendris Morales, 4K against James Shields. Now he's only averaging 7.6 his last 10. He's been very inconsistent as, on the season. That's why Smoke gets all the love, and rightfully so. But Kendris has been batting cleanup still to this day. So you're getting the cleanup guy in the Toronto lineup against the guy that gives up so much power versus lefties for 4K. He's like two grand cheaper than Hosmer. Or no, one grand, sorry. One grand cheaper than Hosmer, which is on this slate could be huge. Uh, Kendris of 4K is very good. Joey Gallo, always a GPP play at 39 versus King Felix. And then another cheap guy, I mentioned the A's, as some cheaper options for you. So yeah, your A's savings. The guy like Yonder Alonso at 3800 bucks. Big game yesterday, 26 points. He has struggled a lot, though. Only averaging 5.1 his last 10. But a phenomenal match, like we mentioned, against Matt Kane. I'll say it again. Um... An A's total of 507, lefties 371, righties 355. Tons of power to be liked there. Um, Yonder Alonso at 38 can be very, very much in play and some nice value there. If you want to fade, Sonny Gray belts 36 with some upside. Adam Lynn 36 versus Urena. We mentioned lefties against Urena is very, very solid. So those are some lower price guys you can look at. I have no reason to fade Severino, but if you want to get really weird, Miggy's only 35, but he's in bad. Uh, Ryan Healy, first base, third base, eligible at 34. He's been slumping, but again, Matt Cain. Last two games for Healy, 7 and 14 points. Maybe he's waking up a little. He's hitting three straight. Something to keep in mind there with Healy at 34 uh, as, as, as a value angle. Danny Valencia, career-wise, has hit lefties extremely well. This season, not like great, great. He's still not bad as a whole. Just not playing good baseball. He's only averaging 6.6 points on the year. 3.4 is last 10. But he's also a guy that, if you, as a punt at 3,100, you know he's got the ability to run into one against a guy like Cole Hamels. He also has the ability to get shut down. So 
Um, Danny Valencia at 31 has that upside. You got a guy like Tyler Moore, another guy like Valencia, very much like Valencia, has struggled quite a bit, but he is a, a nice right-handed bat with some upside against a guy like uh, Agito Gonzalez at 2,700. He's first base outfield eligible. Maybe punt with him in the outfield, but I want to give him to you as an option there. And then Tyler White at 2K, first Ty Cobb. If he cracks the lineup, White uh, is a right-handed bat. We mentioned the reverse splits. He hasn't got, gotten going here this season in a short time with the Astros, but AAA, he was killing it. So if you want a, a massive punt at 2K, you got Tyler White. Going over second base, Altuve at 54 is always in play. Love him. I absolutely love Jose Ramirez, second base, third base at 51 versus Fister. That's a very good play. Murphy at 5K is in play. Scope at 48. Is in, I've been using Scope righties and lefties. I don't care right now. He is just destroying the baseball. Uh, he's averaging 14.8 his last 10, 25 points yesterday, 25, 9, 16, 14, 7, 2, 15, 16, 23, 21. That's an insane 10-game run. He is crushing the baseball. Uh, I've been having him in a ton of lineups as one-offs, stacks, doesn't matter. He's been great at 48. A guy like Whit Merrifield at 42. We want lefties against Dubaldo, but he's leading off. If he can get on base, he can run for days on, on uh, Ubaldo. Ubaldo's like one of the worst, if not the worst, at holding runners on in baseball. Uh, he has 17 steals on the year, two in his last 10 games. He's averaging 13.9 his last 10. Um, he'll be a piece of Kansas City that most people won't take when they're stacking against Ubaldo because they're going to want the lefties like Hosmer, Moustakis, Moss, those guys, which rightfully so. But a guy like Merrifield with the steals upside, he, he moves into some very nice sneaky range there. Rubio Dor double donged yesterday, cost me some serious cash. Made I, I ended up well, but it knocked me out of the second place in a tournament. He he had a big game. He's averaging ten point eight his last uh, ten. Always power potential in that ballpark against Felix. Rubio could be a nice GPP one off at forty two. Wilmer Defoe's price is up to four K, and he's earned it nine point six points on average his last ten. Going up against Urena, second base shortstop eligible, not bad at all. As you go down some more. Uh, Yohan Mankata at 36, second base, third base. Some nice power upside versus Strata in that matchup. Jed Lowry's been really, really quiet of late, but 3,600 versus Kane, another cheaper A to look at. I mentioned Cano, Cano left. He's just fine. He's 3,600 versus Hamels. That's a nice value with Cano. Um, I don't think he's really been lighting the world. 7.2 points his last 10 and 12 points yesterday. One homer his last 10 games. So he's not like crazy, crazy, but... For 3600 that is tremendous upside. Robbie Cano It's way too cheap. I don't care if it's Cole Hamels or not because that hitting environment really, really ups uh, his value there. And then as you go down some more, it's not real pretty down here. You can punt with Ryan Gones, second base shortstop for Toronto. He's a left-handed bat. He's been batting ninth a lot lately. You know, he's not crushing it, but he's 2800 versus a guy like Shields, who we've mentioned how lefties get into him. Goings can, you know, get a knock or two, score a run. He's batting ninth. So then when the top of the order comes up, there's a lot to like with him at 28. But you can't be surprised. The zero shows up. Uh, Yomer Sanchez, 27 versus Estrada. If he gets the start, I'd, I'd probably go to Goins. Um, if you are fading Morton, we mentioned we don't want lefties versus Morton. But Brad Miller's 27 with that power upside. Uh, Darwin Barney, 24. He's second base, third base for Shields. He's a right-handed bat, but... He's been somewhat productive, batting 7th or 8th in that lineup when he's in. Third base, 
Jose Ramirez got to get at 51. We love that. Rendon at 49 has been on fire. Beltre at 46. Just got Mr. 3,000, 31st to ever do it. He's been swinging a really, really good stick lately. Machado versus Duffy is great at 4,500 if you're not using Duffy. Uh, very, very nice play there. Moustakis, I absolutely love at 43. That's probably... Obviously, I want to pay up for guys like Jose Ramirez and everything, but Moustakis at 43 is just outstanding. The power upside Moustakis brings against a guy like Ubaldo is just great. 4300 bucks, averaging 12.2 his last 10. He's got five homers in his last 10 games, 14 ribbies. Lots to like with the Moose at 43. That's why I like the Royals because a lot of people are going to see those power righties from Baltimore versus Duffy. And I don't think people are going to sleep on Kansas City per se, but you know they like they'll go to Cleveland, they'll go to you know Boston bats, they'll go to other places where Kansas City usually always gets overlooked, especially at high price tags. So it's an interesting GPP angle. Marvin Gonzalez, forty three. I know he's a lefty versus Cobb, but there is definite power there. Donaldson, right handed versus Shields at forty two. Eduardo Nunes has been really, really hot at 42. If you want to be contrarian, he's third base outfield eligible. Mention those reverse splits with Morton. So Longo's 41. Joey Gallo, 39 as always. Bregman, 38. Interesting play there. But as you go down again, Yohan Mankata at 36. We like quite a bit. Uh, Ruben Tejada, he's third base shortstop eligible for Baltimore. Uh, overall, isn't that good, but does hit decently against lefties. I'd like him below 3K, but he's 34. Ryan Healy, 34. If I'm going to pay 34 for either of those at third base, I'm playing for Healy and his power upside. No question about it. If you want to go down to a guy that should be chalkier than chalky, but he's earned it, he is swinging an outstanding bat. Uh, in his five games since his call-up, averaging 10.8. He had 16 yesterday with his second career home run. I'm talking about Rob Fiel Devers for the Boston Red Sox. He's only 3300 bucks, uh, so... It should be a popular, cheaper option, and rightfully so. He's earned it so far. Clevenger is a good pitcher, though. Could shut him down, but there is upside there. Matt Chapman with the A's, 2,900 versus Kane. That has some nice power upside for below 3K. Really nice power upside. As I say over and over again, when you are punting, you want the power. And that Chapman is that. It's pretty much a home run or nothing. So there you go. Going to shortstop. Lindor at 48, he's been on fire. Nice left-handed bat versus Fister towards the top of the order with your, you know, Ramirez and, and you know, Santana looks. I like that. Um, T.D. Gregorius at 46 has been just nuts. Absolutely love him. Marcus Simeon's price tag's up to 4,300, but he's one of the better sneaky plays here. Uh, average of 10.5 his last 10. Really good upside versus a guy like Matt Cain. You know, Gene Segura versus Hamels at 43 is not bad at all. I mentioned Defoe at 4K. I mentioned Tejada at 34. Shortstop's pretty bad. Worse than normal to me. Um, Crawford, 31. But I'm not really looking to fade Sonny Gray. You know, Ryan Goings at 28, I mentioned before, as a, as a potential punt. It's probably where I'm going down below because it, it's bad. You got like Tim Anderson at 25 versus Estrada. If he's leading off, I can get a little more behind it. You want Anderson versus lefties, but... Down below the price range here, there's really not much you're looking at for upside-wise. Um, at least Anderson's got more power than uh, Goings. One guy I will look at, he's third-base shortstop eligible for the, the the Marlins, Miguel Rojas. He's only $2,200. Now, I know he doesn't light the world on fire, 
at three points his last game, averaging four points his last ten on the season, five point one. But he's twenty two hundred bucks. He's almost as cheap as you possibly can go. He hits okay versus lefties. Doesn't light the world on fire. But the thing I like the most, and this will probably jinx it for us, but he has four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine straight starts where, when he started, he at least got you something. He got you three or more points. Now, I know it's not lighting the world on fire. Again, he doesn't have any double digits in there. But 2,200, he's not getting you a zero. He got the upside to get on and score. It's something to like at a punt where you're really, really punting. Obviously, we love power at punting. But there's really no one below 3K that I look at with power upside. So if I'm not getting the power upside, why not save even more money and just hope he gets a hit or two and gets, you know, five or more points and we move on. Go to the outfield. Bryce Harper, 56. Had a rough weekend after his hitting streak ended, but it's Bryce Harper, so always in play. I am very angry. He's earned it, though. Our guy Bradley Zimmer, who's been uh, just on fire, we were playing in the low threes, the mid threes, the fours. He's up to 5200 bucks. Just crazy stuff. He's really, really good. I just he'll probably go off and he should go off. I can't pay that for him. I'm going to pay 52. I'm going elsewhere, but Zimmer's really, really good leading off in a lineup that should quote unquote go off tonight against Fister. Got judge at 51 versus Fulmer Stanton at five K versus geo. I love, I mentioned that the way right-handed bats are crushing geo Gonzalez Stanton at five K very much in play there. A left-handed bat I liked as well for the Indians. Michael Brantley is 300 cheaper than Zimmer. Brantley, 4,900. He's averaging 11.9 his last 10. He's basically averaging the same average as Zimmer. Zimmer's got the you know more steal upside and stuff like that. But Brantley's more in the middle of the order, more RBI upside. So I'd probably go Brantley just to save some money. Both really good plays, but that's where I'm looking there. Reddick is a nice left-handed option versus Cobb at 48. <clears throat> Sousa Jr., 48. K with the Chris Davis will be overlooked. The A's will be overlooked because, A, I already told you, they're not as high total as others, and it's the ballpark, but it is Matt freaking Kane, people. If Kane throws a gym, literally, these are guys you'd look to target day in and day out. If you target them every game, you've made money. If he throws a gym tonight, you tip your cap. You're going to save money on these guys. Chris Davis is 4,600, has just as much upside as some of these guys above him. Lorenzo Cain, 45. Now, here is the caveat with Cain. He's right-handed. We love lefties versus Baldo. He's averaging 9.3 his last 10. He has 18 points last night. He's a steal machine. We mentioned how Merrifield can steal. Cain's just the same. He can steal, get in the scoring position, make it better to score runs for the big boppers. Last few games, 18, 23, 5, 17. Nice little four-stretch run. Uh, Cain at 45. Most won't pay that much for him. Especially, like I said, when you're looking at lefties versus Baldo, makes him very, very intriguing. As you go down some more, Brian Goodwin's up to 45. Been playing really, really well leading off for the Nats. I love Adam Jones. He let me down yesterday. If he would have done anything, he got a zero. Anything. I got like two points. Anything. The the freaking Odor homers wouldn't have mattered. But Adam Jones at 44 versus Duffy's very, very solid. Um, a guy like Nomar Mazzara, or Sensu choose 44, but Nomar Mazzara. Uh, when I'm looking to fade a guy like Felix, I want that power upside. Mazzara was struggling quite a bit, but he's got it going. 7.9 in his last 10, 18 yesterday. We're looking at 18, 2, 23, 15, 13 after that massive slump that he was in. So four of his last five in double digits. Really heating up. And with the nice hitting environment there at 44, makes for a nice GPP play. Marvin Gonzalez, 43 versus Cobb. Um, 
Lefties versus Cobb, we do do like. I, I misspoke earlier. I don't know why I was saying that, but Lefties versus Cobb, very, very solid. Marcelo Zuna at 43, really nice upside versus Geo. Like that quite a bit. Uh, nice value there at 43 with the power upside. Uh, you got like Yellick versus Geo. Yellick hits lefties really well. Geo's been ex- outstanding first lefties, so pick your poison. But Yellick at 41 will be low-owned. Uh, we mentioned lefties versus James Shields, but Jose Bautista leading off at 4000 is worth a look. He's been struggling of late, so don't run to, the, to that price tag, but he's there. I got like Melky at 4K, likely making his Royals debut tonight against Ubaldo. If he's hitting towards that top, well, anywhere really, but especially towards the top of the order. Melky at 4K could be very nice. Always low on when he was with the White Sox. We'll see how it is with Kansas City. Very good matchup for Melky tonight. He's been having a pretty darn good year. Nelly Cruz against Hamels. He crushes lefties. He crushes lefties that throw a lot of changeup. Uh, Hamels throws a ton of changeup. That's his favorite pitch. Nelson's only 3900 bucks. That's tremendous power upside in this matchup. Tremendous. Uh, you got guys like Jackie Bradley Jr. has been better of late. 38 versus Clevenger. Rajek Davis, 38 versus Kane. Uh, Mancini, 37 versus Duffy's not bad. He's kind of been, I don't want to say struggling. 7.2 his last 10, but if you know, Homer yesterday it hasn't been all, as hot as he once was. A guy I like a lot tonight. Um, he's been leading off for Houston with Springer out, but Derek Fisher's 3,700 versus Cobb. Uh, he's averaging 8.6 his last 10. So he's definitely someone to keep your eye on in that matchup. Brandon Moss, 36 versus Ubaldo. He was crushing it. 10.7 his last 10. Um, not double-digiting it of late, but earlier in the week was cr- really double-digiting it like crazy when we were all over him. Good matchup again against Ubaldo at 36. Uh, as you go down, uh, I mentioned Belt at 36. Benintendi's 35. Not bad with that power upside versus Clevenger. But Clevenger's been really good. If he gets blown up, he's a good guy to have. Beltran, 35 versus Cobb. Nice left-handed bat there versus Cobb. Steve Pierce, not a lefty versus Shields, but he's only 3,400. Hit his second walk-off granny in, in like a week yesterday. So he doesn't do it all the time. But he's 3,400 with some upside. you got to at least give that a look if you're looking for value. A left-handed bat that will be towards the bottom of the order usually for Toronto is Ezekiel Carrera. He went deep yesterday. doesn't go deep a ton. But he goes deep, has a little bit of speed, averaging about six points a game on the year. It's all or nothing, usually when Ezekiel plays. But $3,300 could be a nice little play against Shields. Nice value versus that potential blow-up. Denard Span 33 with some upside. You know, Again, not targeting Gray, but Span's been really good this year leading off. But like Matt Joyce at 33 versus Kane is just insane value to me. I know he doesn't light the world on fire, but seven points on average his last 10. He has two homers in his last 10. 13 homers on the year. He's not like great, great, but the upside's tremendous against a guy like Matt Kane at 3300 bucks. I like that a lot for value. That power upside value we always talk about. There it is right there at 3300 Alex Gordon's 3200 against Dubaldo. He's playing really well. Average of 9.2 his last 10. He had 14 points yesterday, 16 points on Saturday. Um, done on Friday with an 8 on Thursday. So lots to like there. A lot of double digiting of late. He runs as well. He's also another steals option against Ubaldo. So Gordon at 32, another nice upside play down below. Now when you're uh, looking a little cheaper, like Willie Garcia got these, uh, or it was Lurie Garcia, but Willie Garcia is 31. We'll get to the other one here in a minute. I know he's down here. 
uh, as we get below 3K, you got like areas. Lurie Garcia, when uh, Melky got traded, so you have to see the lineup always. When he got traded, he got put in the starting lineup. He's a switch hitter, so it could be a nice bat against Estrada. Went deep yesterday, um, his seventh of the year. He's averaging 5.6 points his last 10. He's a, an okay option at 2,700 down below, especially if he's leading off. I do like that upside. Adam Ingles, 25 for the White Sox. He's also a sneaky value. If he's leading off, if it's him or, or Garcia, they both have some upside down below here. And then other than that, there's really nothing else unless something comes out in the lineups down below. So there you have it. Eight-game slate. Lots of intriguing options. Different ways to attack it. Again, you're pitching up top. Morton, Severino, Gray. In the middle, Fulmer, Duffy, Hamels. Down below, Clevenger, Cobb. When you're looking at your stacks, highest total is the Blue Jays at 554. Lefties 386. Righties 367. All the bats are in plays. We really want lefties, as mentioned before. So Morales at 4K is a nice value. Other options there. You got the Indians, second highest total against Fister. Lefties 405. Righties 277. I love Ramirez and Lindor, and I absolutely love Santana at first base. You got Zimmer and Brantley in the outfield. Lots of lefties to attack here. Should be chalky, but very, very intriguing. Rangers versus King Felix. Lefties hit 340s, righties 314. Anton Mazar at 44 is in play for me. He's on the radar. Some good right-handed power also with, like, Beltre and uh, uh, Chirinos catching. Gallo's only 3900 bucks. First base, third base for some value power upside. Sensu Chu leading off's not bad. There's there's a lot to like with Texas tonight. Uh, Seattle versus Cole Hamels, lefties 262, righties 315, but they do have a 516 total. Great hitting environment. Hamels has pitched really, really well at home this year, but that's a tough one. Uh, it's, it's You pick one side and you stand to it, basically. Royals versus Ubaldo, 515 total. I love it. Lefties 393, righties 318. Hosmer, Mustakis, Gordon, Moss, and then don't sleep on Merrifield and Kane. Melky's there now. Lots to like in that ballgame. Boston versus Clevenger. Lefties 284. Righties 330. But then Oakland. Middle of the pack. 507 total. Lefties 371. Righties 355. Value, value, value. It was Simeon at 43 and Davis at 46. Everyone's below 4K after that. Tons and tons to like. They're Joyce at 33. Alonzo 38. Lowry 36. Healy 34. Uh, Maxwell catching at 27. Lots to like with the A's as like mini stacks, one-offs with power upside, tons to like with Oakland. Do not sleep on Oakland. If they go, if they get shut down by Matt Cain, like I said, you tip your cap, you move on. It's fantasy baseball. This is a tremendous matchup to target. Uh, White Sox against Estrada. That could be GPP relevant. People are going to love the Orioles versus Duffy, especially the righty power. I get it. Totally get it. Lefties versus Cobb for Houston. But if you look at it, two, four, six, eight. Astros have the 10th lowest total and Orioles 11th lowest on the slate out of uh, 16 teams. So I guess they're in the top half if you really want. They're right about the mid. No, they're down, they're down below. Two, four, six, eight. No, nine and ten. They're nine and ten. So they're on the bottom part for the most part or just at the middle. I'm talking gibberish now. Maybe it's time to wrap this up. But like Nationals, Lefties versus Urena. Something to look at there and so on and so forth. Quick look at your BVP. See what we have in store for us today. Uh, Michael Brantley versus Fister's 11 for 30, three doubles and two homers for a 367 average. That's tasty. He was 4,900. 
as you keep going, like smaller samples, but Trumbo, who has struggled mightily, he's four for 10 with the homer. Mentioned Caleb Joseph, three for eight with two doubles. All small samples, all very small samples. But outside of that, you know, Scopes, four for 12. But most guys have actually struggled for stuffy. Chris Davis, one for 10. Adam Jones, two for 19. Machado, one for 14. So, yeah, Duffy, I like the upside, especially with the strikeouts. Give up a few runs, strike out, you know, seven or more. I'm telling you, he can get shelled, but the upside is really, really good there. Now we get to the one we really like, the Royals versus Baldo. Lorenzo Cain, 9 for 20 with a homer. Hosmer, 11 for 30 with a double and two homers. Brandon Moss, 6 for 16 with a homer. Alex Gordon, 9 for 29 with a homer. That's... One, two, three. That's four guys with all homers and above 300 averages. Whip Merrifield's only one for three. So, small sample. But stuff to like right there, folks. Moustakas is only five for 31 with two doubles and a homer. Buck 61 average. But this year's a much different Moustakas. So, I'm not. I'm taking that with a grain of salt. Um, Marlins versus Nationals. Riamuto, five for 13, two doubles and a triple. Miguel Rojas, small sample, but he's three for seven, 429 average. Points. Just points at 2200 bucks. That simple. Marcelo Zuna only hit 267, but he's got a homer and 15 at-bats. Uh, stuff to keep in mind there. As you go down some more, Rangers versus King Felix. Carlos Gomez has taken him deep. Nomar Mazzara went two for nine with a homer. Yeah, Mike Napoli's hitting really bad with two homers. Elvis Andrews, 28 for 96 with four doubles for a 292 average. Overall, they struggle, but again... Just like I said above with Moustakis, this is not your same King Felix. Uh, Robbie Canover's Cole Hamels, two, batting 281, 9 for 32 with three home runs. All these guys are hitting like 270 or above, but you got uh, Cano's got uh, taken a deep three times. Valencia once, Cruz once, Seeger once. Mariners can be super, super sneaky tonight. I, uh, they're like in that A's category of sneakiness. I just love the A's matchup way better than the Mariners, but the Mariners have a great hitting environment. So it's a nice GPP side of things. Toronto versus James Shields, Jose Bautista, 10 for 34 with five home runs. 4K price tag struggling. Maybe people sleep on that. Definite upside. Russell Martin's taking them deep twice as well. As you go down to below, Brian McCann versus Alex Cobb, 8 for 15 with two home runs. Mentioned him at 3,900. Like that is a nice... Higher-priced catcher play if you're paying up. Uh, the Rays versus Morton, you got like Lomos, 4 for 9 with two doubles. C-Dick, 5 for 12 with a homer, but not too much there. And that'll do it. There's your BVP. There's your quick hits. Good stuff. Good to be back. Uh, nice eight-game slate cover there. Last day of July, MLB trade deadline upon us. Um, check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. We got uh, the recording of the always pressing PGA DFS pod with myself, DFS Golf Gods, and Big Buck Snow Ammies tonight. Uh, we're recording it tonight for the WGC event that kicks off Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific. So keep an eye on that. That'll be out tomorrow. You'll have Jesse's uh, DFS Golf Gods preview as well for the event. Always tons of stuff. NASCAR was great over the weekend with the real Josh G. Uh, UFC was great. But more importantly, let's crush this eight game slate. Uh, check me out on Twitter at BDentric. As always, hit me up with your questions. I'm here to help. Spread the word, rate, review, subscribe. But more importantly, let's let's make some money. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits Monday, July 31st edition. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. I'm out.